Welcome home to the Tiny Hat Energy Podcast. My name is Amaris, and my commitment is to be radically vulnerable as I share my story, energy, and love with the intention it will help you as you journey through life. I am on a mission to help create a new world of love where space is saved for everyone's tiny hat energy. My name for the energy present when we embody our most loving, vulnerable, and authentic self. Together, we will walk through both immense suffering, from trauma, addiction, incarceration, grief, and mental health, and immeasurable joy from overcoming suffering, finding my tiny hat energy, and living once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Every moment of my life has been a gift from grace calling me home to my natural state of love. After almost taking my life in a desperate attempt to stop suffering, I finally woke up and answered that call. I welcome you to join me on this journey of learning, unlearning, healing, and loving. I'm so grateful and humbled that the universe brought you here with me today, and I love you. Namaste, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is episode 18, and I am going to be talking about my ayahuasca journey this past weekend. Before I get started, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer that what you are going to hear in this episode may be incredibly difficult. It may challenge some of your deepest beliefs, and it may make you uncomfortable. I, as always, encourage you to keep an open mind, and even if you can't do that, I ask you to keep an open heart, because recording this episode is incredibly difficult and vulnerable for me. My ayahuasca journey was the ultimate dualistic experience. It was the most incredible and beautiful experience of my life. It was also the most violent, horrific, and traumatic experience of my life. And before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about what ayahuasca is and what this experience was meant to be and what brought me to this experience. Ayahuasca is a sacred and ancient, powerful, psychedelic plant medicine. It is commonly referred to as Mother Aya, and I absolutely see why now. The plant completely has a spirit of its own, and she is incredibly tender and loving and also very violent. It is known for many people to have horrific, what they call purging, which can be vomiting, diarrhea, tears, yawning, energetic purging, It is a medicine that journeys through your conscious, subconscious, and into your unconscious. And it is often referred to as something that people can do a decade of work in one sitting with this medicine. I did several decades, and my journey was incredibly clear and I have really good words to share what came of that journey. It is a medicine that is to be respected. It is a medicine that I deeply respect and it is a medicine that calls to you and leading into this experience I as many of you know if you listen to my show was on a really deep spiritual journey for a couple of years after my dark night of the soul going through tremendous grief and loss and trauma and especially these last few months I reached a place where I was incredibly happy and incredibly healthy 
and living in an almost complete state of what I envision my perfect life being like. And yet, despite my conscious mind being happy and peaceful and joyous, I was very aware that my body was still holding trauma. As I've said before, trauma stores itself energetically in the body. And so just because you aren't consciously remembering something or consciously feeling something, your body still can be. And that was very much my experience. Leading up to this about a month before this, I had no intention of doing this medicine. I was very afraid and very much one of my last kind of remaining fears is physical purging, is vomiting. And leading into this experience, I was spiraling into this unexplainable state of I am consciously happy and healthy and yet my body is still resurfacing this energetic trauma and so it was a few weeks before this experience that I was laying in bed with my partner sobbing in a very vulnerable inner child state where I looked at him and said I think someone hurt me as a child and if you've listened to my intro series, you probably heard me mention a one-time incident when I was young at a caretaking facility at a gym where I was sexually assaulted by another child there. And that is not what I'm referring to, and that is not what I am going to disclose in this episode. That's not what came up. I started to finally be at a place recently where I was healed enough and able enough and conscious enough to open my mind to so much of these repressed things and a lot of this very deep unconscious trauma that I was harboring in my body and so I was scrolling one day and I was suggested for a retreat that was exactly two weeks away which is exactly how long you need to diet to prepare for ayahuasca it was minutes from where my partner and I were going to be staying at that time and they happened to have slots open. And without really even thinking about it, and with complete terror, I signed on to do this ayahuasca ceremony. And the two weeks leading up to it, you have to go on a very strict diet. Ayahuasca does not like animal products, alcohol, sugar, processed foods. So obviously for me, I didn't have to change much. However, you do have to be very conscious of the fruits and vegetables you're putting in your body and go much more raw. And so leading up to it, I was already being in a state of calm. You know, I'd lost a little bit of weight just preparing for this, preparing my body, spent some time in some hot springs. I was really getting in tune with my mind and my body to prepare. I don't think there's anything I could have done to prepare me for this experience, though. My partner and I decided to do separate ceremonies and have our own experiences because I knew that I needed to do this alone and I knew that I did not want to be present for his process, his purge, his pain. And so I was alone in this and going into the ceremony, I had done extensive manifestation and inner work and subconscious work around knowing that I was going to have a beautiful experience and knowing that I could control to some degree what experience I did have. And that worked for a portion of my journey and I was very humbly and violently brought down into my unconscious by ayahuasca 
to face things that at the time consciously I wasn't aware was there. And so I'm going to go through my journey a little bit. And again, I ask you to please keep an open heart and an open mind and understand that plant medicine is incredibly powerful. It saves lives, it helps people. And this was an experience that I will never forget. I have no regrets. I would and will do again when the time is right. And I would really encourage you if you are feeling resistance or have questions or are unsure to do some of your own research. When I sat with the medicine, our ceremony started at 2 p.m. and we ended up drinking around 3 p.m. I returned to my mat, which was right in front of a floor-to-ceiling glass window with incredible views, and I started to meditate. And the first hour or so of my experience was an incredibly conscious, beautiful, meditative, psychedelic state. And I'm not going to go too much into it because this portion is incredibly difficult to put into words. The best way that I can explain it is I kaleidoscoped down the spiral of reality into a different dimension where I completely lost touch with space and time and my body. It was incredible and it was beautiful. And Mother Aya showed me the perfect reality of life of nature and there was a lot of tears a lot of sobbing a lot of it's so beautiful and while I was incredibly nauseous I was really able to consciously go into the experience and detach from my body and so that portion was exactly what I manifested it was beautiful and I don't feel the need to talk about it much more beyond that because what I experienced and what I saw about the nature of reality and myself is very profound and I'm still integrating. It's only been a week. Some things that came of it that I can share are that everything is divinely perfect. Everything is divinely orchestrated. Everything comes back to love. All of these core values and realities that I have were completely validated and shown to me in a energetic place outside of this realm. When I returned from that experience, I thought that my journey was over. And what Mother Aya quickly showed me was it was now time to go from my conscious mind down to layer number two into my subconscious mind. And it was at this point that my journey shifted from a psychedelic head, consciousness, spiritual, plane to a physical energetic plane and this is where a lot of the beliefs about myself and my limiting beliefs and things that other people had said to me started to come up and I in this portion started to physically purge and what I mean by that is not vomiting or anything like that but my body my nervous system started to purge the trauma stored in it. And that experience was very painful. It lasted for quite a while. My concept of time was really off, and so I can't really tell you how long it lasted. I was profusely sweating. My vagus nerve was extremely overactive and twitching, 
which was causing a lot of pain and discomfort. My sciatic nerve in my left leg was spinning and twisting. So my leg and my arm on my left side were spinning and twisting violently and painfully for quite some time. And I heard someone else share in the closing circle that they interpreted that as some ancient wisdom of the body moving the nerves and the nervous system in a certain way to release trapped trauma, trapped energy, and to reset the nervous system. And that's very much how I experienced it. During this phase, my partner who had passed away, Anthony, came through and was with me. My father came through and told me that he was proud of me. And I experienced spiritually and energetically my ancestors all come through as one big group, like a cheer squad. And it was an incredibly painful and uncomfortable experience. Imagine your entire body flexing and working out full force for one to two hours straight nonstop um, against your will is what it felt like. And yeah, it was just incredibly uncomfortable and I was really nauseous, but I kept telling myself and I kept being aware of, I have the power to purge this physically through my body, not through vomiting. And so that's the choice that I made was to keep pushing and digging into that. And while I was very aware that a lot of the things were coming up were like limiting beliefs and whatnot, I just kept holding onto my crystals. I kept chanting. I kept staring at the nature out into the into the window and I kept holding on to my breath work. And I think it's a mix of these crystals and breath work and meditation and chanting and nature that got me through that experience. And I just kept chanting, I am love, I choose love, I choose light, I love myself, I forgive myself, you know, things like this. And so when this phase was over, phase two, my subconscious mind, I was completely exhausted I was very tired. I hadn't eaten that day. I was fasting that day and I hadn't really eaten much the day before. You have to have a very light diet. So I'm pretty much 48 hours without like a real deep meal. And I hadn't slept much the night prior due to nerves and dreams that I was having. And so I'm very tired. I'm very weak. I'm very dehydrated. I'm very sore. And again, I think this experience is over. And Mother Aya comes through. I sit up and tells me, okay, child, she called me child throughout the entire experience, it's time to go to the final layer. It's time to go into your unconscious mind. And the only way that you can do this is to physically purge it. And I was very aware that I was about to have an incredibly difficult and dark experience. And so from having this beautiful first experience to then having this kind of neutral, in-control physical experience, I was immediately and rapidly pulled down into the deepest parts of my unconscious mind and into the darkness because it's in the darkness that we find the light. And so I proceeded to violently purge, mostly dry heaving after that first little bit for hours. I honestly don't know how long it lasted. I know each section lasted at least two hours. And it was during this very, very violent physical purging. It was coming in every way, from every end, from from my eyes, from my nose, from my mouth, from everything. 
I, at this point, couldn't walk. I obviously am on a psychedelic. I'm having a psychedelic experience. And there was a space holder, my angel Andrea, who was helping me through this experience. And in the middle of the most horrific and violent part of this purging, I looked up from the trash can, we call them purge buckets, and I looked at her and said, I think I was sexually abused as a child. And I wanna pause for a second because I'm sure I just said those words and a lot of people had a reaction, whether you have also overcome this challenge, whether it's something that maybe you just don't wanna hear and don't wanna face. And to that, I just want to encourage and remind you that it is through this work, it is through this healing that we as a collective humanity get out of the place that we're in. And I am gonna talk about this a little bit in the end here, once I finish wrapping up this experience. So I will kind of get back to it, but essentially childhood repressed sexual abuse came up and I'm not referring to what I discussed in my intro. And at this point, the experience has been going on for about six hours. I wanna say it's about eight or nine o'clock at night and I'm just laying on my mat. And I started to experience incredibly profound things. I watched myself the only word that I can come up with and again I ask you to bear with me here because words fail us words can never put understanding or clarity to such a undescribable experience I in essence watched myself exercise a negative spirit energy entity demon you can call it whatever you want they're all different words to describe the same essence experience out of my mind. Aya showed me where it was in my mind and I had to physically, through vomiting and, and physical movements, purge out that negative energy that had entered my body through some of this trauma. And this is extremely common. It's very well known in the plant medicine community. Every single person I've talked to who has any experience with ayahuasca has either experienced this or witnessed this. And so I had read a little bit about it. I tried not to do too much research because I really wanted to allow the experience to be what it was going to be. So that did happen for me. And after that experience laying on my mat, I watched my consciousness reload. I saw an actual loading bar, zero to 100%, which is my super analytical mind and also just Mother Aya being fun with me because that's totally how I would experience this. I watched my consciousness load from zero to, percent, zero to 100%, and then once my consciousness loaded, I watched my higher self from my crown chakra and my inner child who was down in my root chakra merge and come together in my heart space, aka my center green ray heart chakra. I then experienced several hours of my higher self reparenting my inner child, Tiny Hat is what I call her, if you've listened to some of my prior episodes. And it was every single step that I took from about 8 or 9 p.m. until about 5 a.m. when I finally fell asleep for an hour or so 
was, okay, tiny hat, we need to get up and go to the restroom. And that was incredibly difficult. Each task was like a 20, 30 minute task. I had to psych myself up and support myself and talk myself through it. Okay, tiny hat, we're gonna brush our teeth. Okay, we're gonna get some water. Now we're gonna eat one strawberry. Strawberry was the first thing I ate post my ceremony. At this point, it's 2, 3 a.m. and I'm just laying on my mat. I'm completely and utterly exhausted. I have never been so physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually depleted in my existence. I had no energy, everything hurt. I lost several pounds just from this experience. So much energy was purged out of my body that I actually overnight lost weight. And I just laid there processing and muscle testing and allowing these realities and these truths to come forward and to move through my conscious mind about this abuse, about some of this ancestral trauma that came up. And I'm not going to get into the ancestral trauma stuff. I'm not going to get into things that came up around family that feels personal and feels like something that is not meant to be talked about right now. I'm also still integrating. I finally fell asleep at about 5 or 6 a.m. for an hour or so and then woke up and watched the sunrise and we then had our closing circle my partner picked me up and I went home and the state that I was in going home was very 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 tender During my ayahuasca experience, I had a moment where I fell deeply into my former patterns and mental health of suicidal ideations and, you know, told the space holder, just just kill me. I would rather die than continue to go through this purging and this process. And she was incredible and said, you're doing amazing and look at what you're doing. You are doing the work that your ancestors couldn't and you're changing the world right now. You're helping the collective. You're helping your future children. And going home on Sunday, my ayahuasca ceremony was Saturday, so this is Sunday morning, I was so sensitive and my nervous system was so shot. It was like it was completely wiped clean so that it could be rebuilt, which again, as horrific and violent and brutal as this experience was, try to imagine that for a second. If in one night, You could do decades of release and therapy and somatic work to wipe your nervous system and start over. That is the blessing and the gift that ayahuasca gives you. It does not come without great responsibility and great sacrifice. The dog would bark or something would drop on the floor and I would immediately start sobbing. I started to go really deep into my mind and start asking the who's and the what's of the abuse. And I got the answers and every day it gets more clear and my mind lowers the shield of disassociation and protection that it has put in place. And I found very quickly that this is an impossible situation for my partner, for me, How do you support someone through something like this? And I found myself being incredibly tender and needing feminine energy. And at the same time, my partner had had his experience the night before me 
And his experience was also beautiful and violent, but was very different in that he came out feeling really good and really embodied in his masculine, which is what he had asked for. Well, I came out facing repressed childhood sexual abuse and embodied in my feminine, which means feeling and tenderness. And he was very much in masculine doing and I was very much in feminine feeling and being. And those aren't really compatible. And so though he tried, no matter what he would do, it just, it wasn't resonating. And so I made the decision the next morning, Monday morning, to rent a car and take care of myself. And for the first time in my entire life, rely on myself. And when I asked my higher self, what do I need right now? Three things came up. I need my soul family, I need nature, and I need home. I need to be somewhere I feel home. And for me, that was my closest friend in Portland, the Redwoods, and driving. And so I rented a car and I drove 16 hours to go pick my friend up and I came to the Redwoods. And I am recording this episode in the Redwood Forest. You are hearing the Redwood Creek in the background. And I have been here between Portland and the Redwoods since Monday taking care of myself, integrating, resetting my nervous system, reintroducing food and nourishment into my body, and processing through the incredibly difficult and heavy emotions that are coming up from this experience. A lot of journaling, a lot of meditating, a lot of nature, a lot of healthy food. I have been completely distant from social media and from a lot of people And that was my journey. That's what leads us to now. I want to talk a little bit about the abuse because I need to. And I know how incredibly impactful sharing that truth is for others. I am going to share this and that's all that I'm going to say. And I am sharing what I feel I can and I'm sharing what I feel is best, and I will explain why. I was sexually abused as a child between approximately the ages of three and eight by two individuals, three if you include the one interaction with the other child at the daycare gym. One of the individuals, they are both immediate family members, one on each side of my family, One was a minor that was older than me, and one was an adult. It was not my father, and my family did not know about the abuse. That is about all that I feel comfortable sharing at this time. I have extremely limited, almost no memories of the first nine years of my life. And I have been consciously aware for the last two decades that I couldn't remember much of my childhood. I was very consciously aware that I always wanted to die. I always felt so miserable. I always was battling anxiety, depression, sexual dysfunction, isolation, disassociation, memory problems, nightmares, bedwetting, self-harm. This is my story. You've heard a lot of that in my intro. And 
I was very aware of all of these things. I just was not in a place where I could face them. And so I blocked them out. I blacked it out. I shut it down. I buried it as deep as humanly possible. That's how trauma works. That's how the mind protects us. And it was only now at 30 years old, after years of deep spiritual work, a year of full-time inner work, that I was ready and safe enough and healed and conscious enough to face these things. That's, that's how deep this went. And I've done an incredible amount of processing this week through journaling, through talking with others, through processing the emotions and consuming content and what I have come to see from this and this is where this narrative changes is I am not a victim I have never felt more empowered I have never felt well also feeling incredibly sad and incredibly weak and incredibly destroyed I have never felt more reborn and alive I have never felt closer to God's source creator I I'm so grateful for this experience and I am so grateful for this trauma. I'm so grateful that I finally released this trauma, that I finally reset my nervous system and did this thing. I am not a victim and I have already forgiven these people. I love them and I know that this pain is mine. I won't be discussing beyond what I've shared here with anyone, with my family, because this pain is mine. I chose this life. I chose to come down here. I chose all of these catalysts for my soul's journey. And it's incredibly possible in my infinite amount of past lives that I've been on the other end of this abuse and that that's why I chose this in this lifetime. I won't know that until I'm no longer in this body, in this limited reality but I know that I chose this and I know that it's necessary for my soul's growth and though it's incredibly horrific and painful I can see the beauty in it I can see the grace I can see the love and I want people to know that the self-doubting and the no one's going to believe me and knowing the ways that these individuals are held in the minds of my family, I, I've had those thoughts and I've had a lot of doubt and I have resoundingly been told by my higher self and by my connection to my source creator that you can trust yourself and you should trust yourself. Your inner knowing and your inner wisdom and your inner tuition is incredibly powerful. It doesn't matter if anyone believes me. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I know. My body knew. My subconscious mind knows. And it did happen. And finding this out now is like my entire existence makes sense why I felt the way that I did as a child, why I went into my addiction, why I have had such incredibly profound 
issues around intimacy and men and men touching my body, why I've felt so uncomfortable in my skin, why I have had so many issues around specifically one of these family members and their journey in my life of the last eight years, why I have had so much pain and why no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did, no matter how happy and spiritual and conscious I got, I just couldn't quite shake the suffering. And it was because this was stored in my body, in my unconscious mind, way deep down into the depths, this was there. And it wasn't until Mother Aya took me out of my reality, ripped literally down all of the walls and shields of my mind and showed me this, that I could finally release that darkness, that negative entity, that negative energy, that I could finally release this and move on. And that's what I'm choosing to do. I choose to move on. I chose to release it. I gave it to God. I gave it to Mother Aya. I gave it to the earth here in the Redwoods this week. And I am moving on because I'm not a victim. I reclaimed my innocence this week and I reclaimed my power. And if you have been a survivor of any of these things, you can too, because you're not your past. And everyone is acting from their current state of consciousness. Everyone is acting from things that were done to them as a child. We are all just perpetuating this cycle, no matter which side of the coin you may be on in this lifetime. And it's only through forgiveness and grace and release that we move out and make a different choice. So I choose differently. And if I run to my family and tell them so-and-so sexually abused me, what does that do? Except create more pain and further deepen the wound. It ends with me. I am on this earth to close these loops. I am on this earth to heal this ancestral trauma. And man, did that come up during my journey. I just want my family to know I worked through and allowed energetically through my body a lot of y'all shit to come out. And so you can think I'm crazy and that's okay. I still did it. I still love you and I still did it. And I know somewhere deep down in the depths of your existence, you feel that. And I did it because I love you and I love myself. And I will not feed this cycle anymore. The cycle of mental health and addiction and suffering and abuse ends with me. I did this for my future children. I did this for humanity. I feel honored and humbled and mildly disgusted (laughs) that I get to do this work and though you may not agree with plant medicine and you may think that I'm crazy or on drugs or in a cult or whatever else you may think listening to this I am just a person who is trying to heal and choose love and I asked ayahuasca to show me what I was missing and to show me 
what was causing my suffering and to connect me with my highest self. And she did that. And I will forever be grateful for this experience, for this freedom. And I would just really encourage you if this is something that you have had the calling to do, to listen to that calling because the medicine calls to you. And it's incredibly profound to do this level of work, to to have this gift of new life and light and everyone I have interacted with over the last few days, it's only a few people, but those that I have that know me well all say I look different, my face is different, my body is different, my energy is different. I went to see my acupuncturist in Portland the other day because I am really having a tough week. I've been limping, my sciatic and my vagus nerve are incredibly sore. My abs, after hours of violently purging, are incredibly sore. And I'm just very weak and dehydrated. And so I went to see my acupuncturist and I walked in the room and he said, wow, they call it Shen in Chinese medicine, but kind of like your aura, he said, you know, you always just had this darkness. Like, no matter no matter what you did, like, there was just always this darkness. And it's gone now. <laughs> and he's right. The darkness is gone now. And I no longer care what people think about me. I have fully stepped into my power. I in my ayahuasca ceremony was metaphorically, energetically, spiritually, and physically all at the same time, if that in your limited understanding makes sense, was cutting cords. All of the people I have physically shared my body with, willingly and unwillingly, all of the people I have given my power to, all of the people I have allowed to silence me, all of the things that my family says about me these days, I cut all of those cords. And they don't have any power over me anymore. I have my power and my innocence. And the truth is, while I have been incredibly authentic and vulnerable throughout this podcast journey thus far, I was holding back. I just kept holding back because I was afraid of what people were going to think about me. And the reality is, when I hold back. I am robbing you all and the universe of experiencing me as my full expression. I am a light worker and I am a star seed and that means I'm not from earth, which newsflash most of us aren't, but you can look that up. <laughs> I am a light worker. I am a star seed. I am an infinite creator as are all of us and I fully step into that. I fully step into my place as a leader as a spiritual teacher and this mission of loving consciously, of love, of embodying Tiny Hat, my inner child, of encouraging you to do the same. And damn it, if I can do this, you can do this. Anybody can do this. You don't have to live in suffering. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live in guilt. You don't have to live in numbness. You don't have to live in denial. I'm here to tell you, if you do not face your shit, somebody else will whether it's your children or your children's children it stays 
in the body. It stays in the mind. It stays in the DNA and it passes down and it will keep passing down and it will keep perpetuating until someone does something about it. And I decided to do something about it. And I'm so freaking grateful. This was the most profound, beautiful, impactful, healing, and horrific experience of my life. And that's been my journey. That's what's come of this. And it's really changed not only me, but also my partnership because we're in a phase where we are trying to step into him, his divine masculine, and me, my divine feminine. And here he has this very masculine experience and comes out feeling really motivated and ready to get shit done. And I have this very feminine experience and come out really needing to feel and slow down. And those could not coexist. I mean, maybe they can, but for us, they couldn't. And so we had to separate and take care of ourselves and be in our own process. And that is not something Eric and I have ever really done. And I am here in the Redwoods and here in Portland for a couple more days. And then I will go back to San Diego. And I'm not really sure what that looks like yet. I am very aware that I can't quote unquote, just go back. I'm different things are different. My body's different. How I interact with my body is different. And I'm still very tender. They say for 14 days, at least you should continue the diet and be in integration. And I'm doing that. For 14 days, my sole focus is my health and my body and integrating these experiences. And Mother Aya stays with you after the experience for several days. She's still with me. Every night I'm having incredibly vivid dreams I the very first night one of the people who abused me came to me in a dream I am waking up in sweats which is another form of purging I'm having a lot of incredibly intense kundalini energy which is um, the energy at the base of your spine your root chakra sexual energy energy of creation really intense waves of that come up So I'm just being gentle with myself. I am still getting comfortable saying these things. I've only said it out loud maybe 10 times. I was sexually abused as a child. (laughs) And I can see looking back why there was so much denial around it because the people that it involves, one I wasn't super close with and, you know, was also younger. The other one is a little bit tougher because there's somebody that was really important to me. And yeah, I think that's just going to take some time. And so I would encourage you wherever you are on your healing journey, just be gentle with yourself and have grace. Forgiveness is something that you do for yourself. It's not something you do for them. And forgiving them, consciously choosing almost not even 48 hours after this experience to speak out loud to these people, not directly to them, but speak out loud as if I were speaking to them. I forgive you and I love you and I won't harbor this is really powerful. So I would encourage you if you have the capacity to even consider that for people who have hurt you in any way, not just sexual abuse in your past, to 
to try that on and to make a different choice because it has to end somewhere. The cycle has to end somewhere and it can end with you or it can end with someone else, but you get to choose that. You have the power to not pass that on to someone else for them to do the work. If you've made it this far with me, I wanna thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening because by listening you are holding space for me for my experiences for my pain for my trauma for this abuse so thank you thank you for being here thank you for your time and your energy your attention thank you for choosing love with me today thank you for being open to this experience and this work to close it out here i have been doing an incredible amount of writing these last few days, which feels incredible. And yesterday was the first full moon of the year. My ayahuasca ceremony was on January 20th, which is my partner who passed away's birthday, as well as it was the day that Pluto enters Aquarius, which is one of the bigger astrological events of our lifetime and has not happened since like the 1700s and it was all very divine and I'm very grateful that I got that energy throughout this experience and that on the full moon I was able to start my cycle which is an incredibly profound healing and purging process as a feminine person if you are not viewing your cycle as an opportunity for healing I would really encourage you to dig into that because it's a very powerful time And so to have this full moon energy and this Aquarius energy and this cycle energy and all of these things going on these last few days have been really incredible. And so I want to share some of the things that I have written and had thoughts and realizations around. I, the night before my ayahuasca ceremony, had the most intense spiritual experience of my life in one of my dreams where I, in my sleep, astral projected and I I don't even know how to put words to what happened so I'm not even going to try but that was pretty incredible and showed me the reality of the spiritual warfare that we are all living through right now the war on consciousness and that we need to stay strong and that 2024 is going to be an incredibly difficult year for humanity and for this world as the old systems crumble And we may very well see world wars, civil wars, collapses of governments, of financial systems. And I want to encourage you to stay strong, stay sane, stay in love. It is only through fear that they can control you. Don't be scared, be prepared. Those are not my words. Thank you, Jason Shurka, for that. Some things that I actually wrote during my ayahuasca experience, right after the first section, the beautiful, fun... Um, section was your only mission is to choose love you are the creator of your reality you are not your past those are just a couple of the things Um, some things that I wrote down after a couple of days of integration on the full moon last night was intentions and I'm going to speak them here for several reasons Number one, it couldn't possibly be more clear to the universe speaking my intentions here. And it sets them in stone. It sets them in my voice, on the airwaves, out there for the whole universe to hear. But also for you. 
I want you to hear how I speak, how I write, how I talk about myself, how I create these things and that I don't just get on this podcast for an hour and talk the talk. I walk the walk and this is how I write, this is how I speak, this is how I exist so that you can start to integrate and add some of these things to your life if they resonate for you. My intentions for the full moon were I reclaim my innocence and I fully love, welcome, and share my tiny hat, aka my inner child. I am open to my guides and all they wish to show me. I embrace my creativity and humbly serve as a source for creation to express itself. I connect with my intuition and honor and follow my guidance. I exist in harmony with myself and all of creation. I welcome motherhood and all of my divine feminine expressions. I share my full authentic self and truth, which is the highest vibration. I work daily to learn new things and continue to raise my vibration. Those were my intentions that I set with the full moon. And I was then journaling and to get really vulnerable, something that I journaled about the experience that my partner and I are having, which you will hear us share about on our joint podcast next week. I really encourage you to tune in where he'll share about his ayahuasca experience and we'll get really deep about what it looks like in a partnership to work through these things, to have such vastly different experiences and to learn eight years into our partnership about this abuse, although neither one of us is surprised and my partner always knew that this was there. I used to have nightmares where I would hit him in my sleep and there were certain parts of my body he could not touch. There were certain things we could not do because it was so triggering to this repressed trauma. So feel free to join us on our podcast next week. But something I wrote was, I feel so tender and his masculine feels so abrasive. I am so in processing or being and he is so in action or doing. I am so feminine and he is so masculine. It really comes back to what's rapidly becoming one of my favorite and most commonly used words, duality. Life is duality. For all of the light, there is the dark friends and that's okay, that's beautiful. And when you embrace that and you start to alchemize that and you start to transmute that, your life will profoundly change. You cannot avoid the darkness. You can numb and deny and escape and disassociate and shove down all that you want. I did that for so many years. I tried everything humanly possible, even spiritual ego, even denial through joy to avoid this work. It has to be done at some point. The last thing I want to share with you all is I wrote what under the creation energy of the Leo full moon last night I wanted to create. And I wrote, I choose to create my beautiful children. I choose to create peace in my heart. I choose to create self-love, wisdom, and alignment. I choose to create joy, peace, and oneness. I choose to create a sacred space in my mind, body, and soul. I choose to create sacred and positive connections to my guides. I choose to create a life of purpose, divinity, and service. And of course, always, completely, without a shadow of a doubt, with every fiber of my existence and my soul's journey, I choose to create love. <laughs>